Chapter 44 The past did not exist. Not at all. Not in things. Not even in my thoughts. Jean Paulsart Nausea 1938 It is spring of 2011 when I finally complete Jean Paulsart's Nausea aboard a commercial longliner in the Gulf of Alaska and begin earnestly writing Babette's story. During daylight hours, we hoist halibut from the sea and drop their heavy bodies onto layers of slush in the hold. When the northern sun sets and the last skates of rope are coiled away, our crew cleans blood and slime from safety orange rain gear and hang it on hooks before entering the pilot house. We pack hot meals into our bellies, then collapse, exhausted. Warm at last under thick woolen blankets, I curl up in the forecastle and turn pages until sleep overcomes. Almost a decade after my professor's death, the relevance strikes hard. Sartre's protagonist strives to understand a Napoleonic-era diplomat and write his biography. However, past events elude and frustrate him with bile-inducing consequences. Every paragraph blurs into my own work documenting Babette. As I recount our adventures together, I'm troubled by collisions between perception and reality. Can I trust my memory? Are old journals and letters reliable? If the stark feeling of Babette's damp panties under my hand, where she hung them to dry on cut glass doorknobs, lives only inside my mind, can I trust this image? These sensations? Even if the surprise feels as fresh as a sleek black cod twitching on the end of my gaff hook? Her dense accent cuts through every line of dialogue I resurrect, deep laughter urging me forward. Sartre's frustration with history permeates each sentence I write. Can existence transcend words? The master storyteller, herself now merely a story? Babette claws away inside, closer to escape with every letter and paragraph. My weary fingers sometimes tap away at the end of grueling workdays while we buck against stormy weather toward better fishing grounds or, most often, tied up in port after unloading the icy catch. All these years later, I carry Babette close, and never more now, at last reading her favorite book. It's as if she somehow knew everything would fall into place. My mind fumbles with turmoil, then settles. The shore is too distant for anchoring, so tonight we drift. Each vessel in the fleet spaces far apart, then shuts down, signal lamps ablaze for safety. Our boat lurches between waves and troughs, water roughly slapping against the fiberglass hull. Is it Sartre's nausea, I feel? Or just a touch of seasickness? Only six more hours linger until daybreak. From above, we must all appear like tiny sparks lost in the dark ocean. A strange pattern swirling amidst wind and current. Something fragile and almost meaningless. It's a tempting image to fixate upon, but I fight the nausea and choke it back. Some things I know for sure. Work is worth working, relationships worth forging, and tales worth telling. Tomorrow's catch waits silently below us in the deep.